Just a singer and songwriter. She's she's also been featured on Jazz FM. She's a part of the world famous Kingdom Choir. She's one third of Three Moms Podcast, which is an amazing podcast. Go check that out. So stop all of this. Pause the video. Go check out the podcast and then come back to the video. Not only that, she has an incredible sense of fashion. Incredible. I feel like when I'm watching the podcast and I'm, you know, listening to it, I feel like I'm listening to three big sisters that I never had just talking about life, which I think is amazing. She's the energetic on stage. She's the wife to Chris, the mother to Talia. She is the amazing singer, Charlene. Do you know what? I'm good, but do you know what? I wasn't prepared for all of that. It's, it's very, thank you. I wasn't, wasn't prepared. And that's really, why am I being awkward? Just thank you. I'm learning to just say thank you. Oh, you're usually, usually like, kind of like... Yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm just going <laughs> to say thank you. Thank you. <laughs> the thing is, when I give like, the people that I have on the show introductions, I try and make sure I capture as much as possible because like, you've achieved a lot. You've achieved a lot. I remember back in the day using... Gospel star search in this oh group. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Using this group, yeah. It was at, <laughs> it was at Symphony Hall. I remember, I remember sitting there and oh I was like, days. oh. I don't even know what song you sang. I just remember there was, there was you, there was another girl, and there was another girl. Yes. And Divine you, Unity. The fight. Do you know what I was trying to find? I that actually something? didn't know that you had gone that far back in the archives. Did you see how that's in here? That ain't even like, I didn't even search that. I remembered. <laughs> <laughs> that's right here. But literally, so, but for those who don't know who you are, before we start to delve into, you know, the, the depths of who you are, how would you describe who Charlene Monique is? I think that's such a general question that yeah. people ask. But for me, first and foremost, I'm just me. I love fun. I love to sing. I love the, to dance. I love the arts. Um, I love people. Hmm. And then after that, I love working out too. I love, I love all those things. Um, and then after that, I'm a wife. And I'm a mum. And I own those roles really proudly. But I think it's just important before we even talk about anything we do. Like, I've asked myself these types of questions. Like, what, who am I? Like, mm. I'm just me. Like, I just like to enjoy my life and live it to the full. And then after that, and I'm a singer on those things, the yeah, titles. Yeah. Because yeah. sometimes I think we define ourselves by what we do. And mm. I don't want to do that. Like, I'm just, God just made me me. And yeah, I've answered. <laughs> There we go. That's a great answer as well, because we do get lost in what we do, and people get lost yeah. in that when they ask us questions on, you know, oh, so the singing and the this and the this, and really it's just like, I'm a holistic person who does, yeah. but I'm this person. And I think that's a journey. It takes a minute to get to that point mm. where, because it's very normal to define yourself by what you do, but also it, it, it makes you feel good because you, yeah. you feel accomplished and you have things you want to achieve. But when you strip it all back, it's like, those things don't make me who I am. I'm great without them. Mm. With them, it's great, but without them, I'm still great. Mm. I can't let it define me, because what if it all goes? What if I can't do this stuff anymore? Mm. Do you know what I mean? That's true. Anyway. You talked about the journey, <laughs> so talk to me about early family and church life and 
some of the major you know things or teachings or, or whatever it might be that you've taken from that you still hold true today bro you know what church we're from we're from church of god <coughs> of prophecy the longest title that you'll ever hear <laughs> for a church and now it's what called kogol they, they they shorten it but yeah um do you know what my roots i'm really proud of them yeah. i'm come from a very i come from a very strict christian home like mm. my dad was my dad's so much fun now and he was fun when i was younger but when we were younger he was just strict man like daddy was just strict mummy was mummy was cool <laughs> daddy was also cool but he was just very strict people yeah. would say that he was like an old man and a young body because my dad was young he had us young like yeah. 24 but um we just couldn't do things that other people could do and i'm grateful for the i'm grateful for the example he gave mm. it's funny because i when i think about that question i think about what i learned from church I learned a lot about serving. Mm. Like I really was the praise dance teacher and I did it committedly and I was in the choir, the worship team and Why? I learned about integrity and doing mm. what you say you're going to do. Like be be the person that you that you say you are and don't be flaky. Like I learned mm. those things from from church. And I had to unlearn a few things too. Yeah. But um I that that church upbringing and that foundation, I'm so grateful for. So, mm. so grateful because it's really laid the foundation for who I am today. And yeah, I'm grateful for it. So you talked about being praise dancer. Oh yeah, I loved team. it. You just basically, you, you was just on the podium, on the stage. <laughs> so what kind of, when where does that kind of appetite for, you know, stage away from, probably away from church a little bit, but it might start in church, but where does that appetite for being on the stage and, and being like who mm. you are today, where's that come from? Um, definitely, my dad. He he played he plays the piano. Yeah. Um, he's a pastor now. He became a pastor when me and my sister became adults. So we're actually PKs now. So it's a bit weird for us. <laughs> it's just like growing up, that wasn't us. But now we're like, okay, guess we are. Whatever that means. Yeah. But um, he played the piano. So daddy was always the the keyboardist at church, and he mm. would make me and my sister sing. So from young, like. My dad would tell me that we'd go to what would be called programs back then. Yeah. I won't go into it, guys. But they're just, let's say, a concert. Yeah. And um, I would be like, Daddy, Daddy, please, can I sing? Like, oh, maybe I was like five, four. And that desire to want to be, like, performing, it was just, it was just always there. Like, the exhibit, what's the word? I'm always, like, going in front of the family and doing things and being silly. I just loved it from a really young age. You said four or five. Yeah, from like four or five, I'd be like, Daddy, can I, please, can I sing, can I sing? And he was like, no, just be quiet. And they eventually, at this particular concert, they were like, let us sing. And I sung. And the thing is, with programs, you used to raise money for yeah. different churches. And I think I raised the most money that night. But I think it was like 300 pounds. Back then, that was enough money. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Inflation, that's like, that's like, okay. That's like, that's right now. <laughs> so yeah, just, I just always loved it. And I yeah. think my dad always encouraged me to, my mum and my dad always encouraged me to, if you want to do that, then do it. And so then would always sing in the choirs and yeah. eventually formed my little girl band. And yeah, I eventually went to acting school and just continued it on from there, to be honest. Do you remember the first song you and your sister sang? I don't remember the first song, but I remember one of the songs, some Spanish it? song Wait, what? called Jesus is the Rock of My Salvation. Nah, that sounds like English, hold on, no. <laughs> no, but there was a Spanish section in it, no, there was a Spanish section in it. We actually laugh about it now, but yeah. Daddy would just find songs that he loved and be like, sing this, sing this. But my sister, she does not sing, and so I just remember, she said, 
Like there was a period where she's like, I'm not doing this anymore. Like she remembers some of the kids at church laughing yeah. at her because she would just be up there shaking. Like, I would grab the mic. We'd have to share a mic. I'd yeah. grab the mic. You, you, and she'd just be just... kind of standing there like, why am I here? <laughs> but um, yeah, <laughs> needless to say, she doesn't do that anymore. She has her lane. And she's amazing in her lane. So yeah. <laughs> so when was the first step that, when was the first time you tried to take young Charlene to then be properly on the stage, more so into what you do now? When was that first time? Um, I see it, this is a hard question because obviously I did the whole band thing yeah. and but then I really saw a desire in me for the for the arts and like acting. I think it was when I was 23 I started to go to identity drama school. Okay. Which is actually the school that Letitia Wright, John Boyega, they all yeah. went to. Femi, shout out to him, Femi Ogans. Um I went there and that was on a Sunday. Back then, like it's all changed now, but and that back in them days, like I'd be like, I was like, Daddy, Mummy, I want to go to drama school, but it's a Sunday, like you don't miss church. Like now it's not so. Yeah, you miss not, church, yeah, do it's, work, or you, it's, it's it's cool. But like I was missing Sunday service to go to this, and I think that was the step where I just started to pursue stuff. And I remember I was in a play in London Bridge, and yeah, I, it was it was apart from anything to do with church. It was yeah. like this is what I want to do. That was probably one of the moments that. That's that was, yeah, it was a big moment for me, yeah. So how do you feel like that, especially those first moments, kind of set you moving forward? They really freed me because in the play, I had to kiss someone. Oh. And um, it wasn't like anything, it wasn't anything, yeah, it, it was, was just like was... a, but for me, like, ugh, I don't want to kiss anyone. <laughs> and it was like, this is, this is acting. I even remember in drama school, they were like, yeah, we're doing kissing today. And I was like... I've really, what, what's happened? For some people, they, they, yeah, they'd be like, you've gone clean, you're not saved anymore, you're not. But like, I wanted to do acting in it. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. and again, it wasn't like you had to, but it was, you had to kiss. Like yeah, that was yeah. something. And yeah, I don't do that anymore. I don't, do that. I don't really dive into acting anymore. At the time I was single, now I'm married. I don't even know how that would work. But that's, that is, anyway, that's another conversation. <laughs> but yeah, like that really, it really helped me because I was very, What's the word? It's not that it was bad, but I was just very, very, very reserved. Even now, sometimes my sister has to pull me out of look. I'll be like, no, I can't wear that, or I can't just because of the the church in me. It's like it's and it's not really? it's not necessarily God. It's just things I've heard growing up, or yeah, you shouldn't yeah. do that. That's not really, and I have to unlearn those things. It's like relax. It's yeah, like, that's cause okay. Because when you hold on to those things, it just sometimes it hinders you from actually going into what. Yeah. You should be essentially, you know, it holds you back a certain amount of time because you're just like, oh, yeah, I should have gone to X, Y, and Z, but, oh, this person said I can't yeah. wear hats so I can't do and, <laughs> and a lot of it is what would this person say? And yeah. it's like, you've got to let that stuff go because you've got one life mm -hmm. and that person or whoever it is that may or may not see or may not even be interested, they're not living out your purpose yeah. and you've just got to do what's right for you. It sounds really simple, but those things can hold people back. Oh, what's this person going to say? That's just long. Especially when you hear you when you're young as well, because you hold on to, especially if there's like certain certain respect that a particular person or particular people have. Oh yeah. You're just like, ah, oh, okay, I can't really like delve into that or mm -hmm. do that, or I can't have certain conversations because this and this and this, and you're just like, you know what, that isn't, you know, mm -hmm. what what I read in my Bible, that isn't right. Essentially, that's just someone's opinion put on my life, and I've held that onto like Mate. it's true. You see, now you're going on further because. Like, as much as I love church, mm. there's things that people would have said about me, or, and it's just like, I'm gonna flush that. Mm. And I've learned 
how to do healthy confrontation. Mm. Confrontation respectfully, like, you're not going to just say anything to me. Like, I can give a bunch of examples where people said things and I'm like, I didn't know how to say, that's not true or that's not who I am or mm. I don't receive that. Whereas now, no, I actually don't agree with that. And I'll say it with a nice smile, be as polite as anything. <laughs> but you're not going to speak that. And even from now when I have a child, you're not going to just say, you're not going to just say anything you want about my child. That's and I remember my dad defending me like that too. So I learned that from him, but I've had to grow into that. Yeah. My sister, she can come with the quick punches. <laughs> her, she can just, she knows what to say. But yeah. that wasn't my nature. Yeah. And it's not even like I'm trying to find a quick response. It's like, no, it's okay to say that wasn't cool. Yeah, to stand up for yourself, essentially, especially when you feel like, and, and a lot of the times, you know it's not right. Yeah, you feel it. So, and I think that's good that you said that as well. Because like, even certain conversations that, I've had on here, people are like, oh, can you sure you can talk about that? And, da, da, da. and it might, and it's someone else's story. And I'm just like, but they... Mate, that, and they see that, brother. <laughs> that's someone's story. And it's like, are you, how can you... Ah, uh, it's a lot. It's a lot. It's a lot. It's a lot. So let's talk about, you know, you lived overseas. You, you lived in Cali. Um, what did you learn about being over there? The differences between, you know, you going to identity here and then moving over there. What was the difference? How was that? It's quite a big jump, I think. Is that is a big yeah, gap in yeah. life that so I've missed out? When did I stop? I'm trying to think when I stopped. I think I started when I was like 23 and stopped when I was maybe like 24, 25. Okay. It's not actually that big a jump, to be fair, because I went to study at the Bethel School of Supernatural Ministry. Oh, um, And that was just one of the best experiences of my life. Mm. Um, I just learned that... You don't have to agree with everything. Like oh, one yeah. of the things I learned in that church was that you can converse with people mm. and you may disagree with 60% of what they say, but mm. you agree with 40 and that's, and it's actually okay. Like it's okay to still be cool. It's okay to still, that's also where I learned about healthy confrontation. And I mm. think being away and being on my own, essentially looking after myself just helped me grow up a ton. And wow. um, I learned, I wasn't married then, I was engaged at the time, but mm. I'm a better wife, I'm a better friend, I'm just a better human. I think being at that school helped me unlearn a lot of lies about myself mm. and really helped me to know my purpose. Like, it, it became less about wanting to be famous, because there was definitely a stage where that may have been the goal. God, yeah. That was when I was younger, that's not the goal at all. Mm. And it's so much more about impact. It's like, what can I do to impact someone's life? And now it just feeds me like, I'm so passionate about yeah. people getting impacted or inspired by something I do. The thought that somebody could either listen to a song or listen to a pod and, and then they message me and say, that literally did this, that's just everything to me. Mm. So yeah, that, I learned loads going to that school and being away. Do you feel the difference in terms of like you doing stuff for impact compared to when you were doing stuff? Like, do you feel a major difference in terms of when you was doing stuff to kind of... To, to be famous or not doing stuff or felt that Yeah, thing. I don't think I was aware that really deep down I kind of want to be known and yeah, yeah, I want... Yeah. But I think I, at a certain point it's like... Yeah, like, the, what, why, what's the root of why you're doing this? But I think it was always just because I loved the stage, but going to that school, it just was more... It was just all about God. It mm. was like, 
no, no, I'm a child of God, first and foremost, and everywhere my foot treads, mm. I get to carry the kingdom. So there, there's no more, oh, this is your secular job, this is your ministry, it's all it's all a part of it now. That's when it all flipped for me. Like, there is uh, my church life and my... So then when I got back, and I remember I was doing like an admin job, I just mm. saw that as, this is a place where I get to release the kingdom of heaven. What First of all, what an honour to mm. do that. And I can just do it so easily just by being me. Yeah. I think it was the self-acceptance of me. That's what I got from being in that school and just knowing that. God actually resides inside. Like, that's not a small thing. And sometimes we just, we navigate in life and we're just, but it's like, he's in me. And so I'm full. I get to release him just so easily, just by being me, because he's made me so unique. And I just think that's a beautiful thing. That realisation of God resides in me doesn't just happen. It takes a time to get to that point. Mm Because as you said, we walk through life and we're just like... Yeah, like, I know God's with me and I know you get me, but mm-hmm. you're just kind of going from one thing to the other thing to the other thing. But you don't actually have that realisation of, yo, I have, I can carry this wherever I go. Yeah. And your, the need for affirmation, that, when that left, that was just a great moment because then there's no more competition. There's no more, it's very hard to not compare. Mm. And even now, like, you, I'll see people and I'll be like, I'd, I'd be lying if I said it, oh, that, oh, I'd love to do that. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. there's no jealousy, there's no envy. It's all, that's so amazing. And, yeah. and even if I feel something, I'd probably push myself more to celebrate them. I can't tell you the last time I felt envious or, but it's more like, I just want to celebrate that person's success. Yeah. Like, I just want people to win. And if I can do that for you, it qualifies me to get my blessing. Like, I don't have any time for the gossip, for the, uh, why does she, she don't deserve that. Who said? You don't know the journey that that person's gone on to get what they've got. And you don't know what they've had to do to get it or to keep it. Like, I'm just, I just love celebrating people. And yeah, there's no need for me to feel funny or bad because... What God's got for me, nobody can stop it. Like, and it, and it, and it sounds easier saying it because when you're living it, it is hard. Mm. When you're like, God, it just the foot feels dry right now. It feels like the <laughs> desert. There's just nothing happening here. Like, are you, are you, you're with me, right? I know you. I know you're there. I can't feel it right now. There's nothing happening. Yeah, 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 yeah. But it's like, yeah, God's purpose can't be removed by no man, and your time will come. And yeah. it's just, there's so much, it's not, it's not about a destination, it's all about the journey. There is no end goal, it's just all about learning, evolving, and I just want to be the best me. So God, don't take me the long route, I don't want to be like the children of Israel. I'll just, I'll right. just go your route and learn everything I need to learn, yeah, grow yeah. my character, so that I can actually manage it when mm. I get there and just be a nice person. Yeah. I just want to be a nice person. I think one of the, one of the key things that for me that you said was when you see other people win, you want to celebrate them even more. And I also have that same feeling, but the added thing that I'd add on to for me is like, it pushes me to be a better me, mm. not to be a, to like them, yeah, but yeah, to yeah. be better in what I do. You're your only competition. It's just, you're just trying to be the best you, yeah, and just elevate your level, 100%. I love that. That's, that's excellent. So I want to kind of talk about, you know, Kingdom Choir, because I feel like I've seen you in Kingdom Choir for ages, but I don't know if that's just my mind playing tricks with me. <laughs> I don't know if that's divine unity just coming back in terms of when I saw you guys singing. But how does that come about? How do you go from Charlene, worship, young, praise dancer, moving forward to now, I'm in a choir. Mm, um, so, yes, I've been in the choir for a lot of years. I feel like it. Since, like, 2008, yeah. well before there was any royal wedding yeah, or yeah, yeah. 
press tour, this and anything. I just, Karen, I've known from Church of God and Prophecy. <laughs> I've known Karen since I was like, my earliest memory of Karen was when I was 12 mm. and my godmother, see what I'm saying? Like, I just naturally wanted to do the performing thing. Yeah, exactly. And I think learning that whole, when you're younger, it's like, it's not performing, it's ministry. Yeah, yeah. And it is ministry, but also that natural desire was there. And yeah. it's okay to say, I really enjoy this. This is what God's placed in me. Anyway, there was a district choir that they were putting together for a national convention. Yeah. The one in Brighton, the big one. The big one. And I'm 12, this is the adult choir. And I was like, I want to be in it, can I? So I remember my You mama. was on it from young. So when you was four or five, you said, listen, I want to sing you. That said no. You hit 12, I want to be in the big people choir. Listen, <laughs> I, I just was like, and I got in the choir. I was in the choir. And then I took my little 12-year-old self. I remember going up to her, but she was the conductor and all these people were talking to her. And for those that don't know, there's a guy called Wayne Ellington who's an amazing vocalist. He was singing the lead to the song. And I remember saying, can I sing the lead? What's happening, Charlie? I don't know. I don't know. I, honestly, to this day, me and Karen laugh about this. But I remember she was like, maybe not this time, sweetheart. Maybe another time. I don't know what I was thinking. But she I just, was nice as well, you know. She, she was so nice. nice about it. But yeah, like, that was one of my first memories. And then I was in her youth choir, which yeah. was United Praise Choir. And then I remember she said she was doing auditions mm. for Kindle Choir. I auditioned. I kind of knew I would get in because I knew she would like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, and did like Alita Adams tour with them mm. and like different events, some Richard Smallwood. I remember we went to Italy once, but um, nothing compares to how it's been since the wedding. But that, Karen can't get rid of me now. Like. <laughs> and then the, the truth is, before all of this stuff happened, I used to travel with Karen all over Europe. Mm. She'd do workshops and I would assist her, um, even though I didn't want to do choir conducting. But she was like, I literally just got back from America and she's like, I need help, help me. And I think that right there has been one of the defining moments of my life is learning to mm. serve somebody else's vision or somebody else's, uh, not necessarily dream, but somebody else's plan, mm. even though it doesn't always make sense because I've learned that that thing will lead you to the thing, will lead you to the thing. And the joy and the connection and the friendship that we built during that time and what I learned from her, mm. like about excellence, about integrity, about being the same person, like, the work ethic I learned from that woman, that, that you know, goes into every area of my life. So, mm. yeah. Been around Karen for a long time. <laughs> <laughs> the, yeah. thing about, the thing about Karen is that her, her want for excellence yeah. matches the work rate. Certain people are like, I want to make this thing great but they don't work to that point. She works past that point and she's like, listen, let's get this, guys. I've got to, okay, come on. We got yeah, time. she actually is that person <laughs> and she's got no time for your fear because she, we're talking about someone who's been doing this for 20 years and we'd be in front of like a hundred piece choir in Italy who can't speak English properly mm. and I'm there to help them and I'm scared. So she's like, she'd just be like, listen, pull yourself together. <laughs> I have no time for this. And I, and I used to compare myself to her, but I can't because no. we're talking about 20 years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When I actually learned, again, to just be me, like yeah. she didn't bring me there mm. to conduct like her. She brought me there to bring my joy, bring my happiness, to bring my fun, my mm. dancing, and to learn the harmonies yeah. and know them well. <laughs> but if I make a mistake, she knows the harmony, so she mm. could teach me. Like when I just learned to relax and just enjoy it, that's when I really, really enjoyed working with her. But there was definitely a stage where I was just... I was just scared, man. I was scared. Like, she's so good. I couldn't remember the harmonies. My mind's gone blank. The people are watching me like, uh, could you teach us that? And I'm like, I don't remember. I don't. But yeah, it's all been such a journey, but a good one. So, 
I want to kind of go back to you as a solo songwriter, singer, and obviously all those journeys that you've been on, the, the, the choirs, the, the, the groups, the, the worship team, all those types of things, and out into kind of, you know, supporting Gabrielle and these types of things. What's the biggest thing you've learned or you've grown in in your solo songwriting singer career? Hmm. I don't, do you know what? I don't celebrate my wins enough. So even when you were given that little intro, I was actually listening and I just don't celebrate. I don't, I don't personally celebrate my wins and I'm very self-critical and it's like sometimes just enjoy the moment before you're so quick to go on to the next. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I do try to do it, but I think one of the biggest things is it's a journey. You're not going to get there overnight. Yeah. And yeah, celebrate, celebrate the moments and keep working hard. I'm giving you more than one. You said one thing, didn't you? No, no, it's Karen, no, no. Like, <laughs> keep working hard, be consistent. Mm. I think those, those things have been key. But um, yeah, I'm sure there's more, but I'm just trying to think of one specific, specific thing. Um, just, yeah, just being consistent and the journey, because you just want so much now and... Mm. Just try to embrace your moment now and just embrace the successes because tomorrow's gonna be what it is. Like, mm. And sometimes say yes before you even know how it's gonna work because the Gabrielle tour, I mean, I said yes to that when I would have probably, I would have had to leave for four months and I didn't know how that was gonna look. Now I'm actually really happy that, <laughs> that it got postponed because when I, at four months, when she was four months, that would have been really, really hard. Yeah, yeah. But um, yeah, it's just, it's, it's all a journey. Embrace every part of it. Even the parts that just feel like this doesn't make sense, that doesn't make sense, but just try to embrace it because it all the dots will connect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you do you've done a lot. Like, just from what I've seen, you've done a lot. I'm just saying. Thanks. You've, you've done a lot. <laughs> I'm just saying. Um, you and Chris, your husband, shout out to Chris, one of my favourite drummers. Um Big up Chris. Big up Chris, you got me. Um <laughs> How do you guys, you're both in the creative kind of music industry, how do you guys balance and maintain your relationship with an industry that's so, all of a sudden something can happen, so you can, someone can get caught, or oh, someone's not here, or can you do this, da, da, da. how do you balance being in, or prioritise is probably a better word, You're, you two as, you know, as a couple, being in such an industry which is quite, not very straightforward. Mm -hmm. I think for us, we... We work together a lot, mm. so essentially we're just we're together, <laughs> <laughs> which doesn't work for every couple, but yeah, yeah, yeah. seems to work okay for us. Like, I think that has been the key. I don't think we've always been as intentional as we should with like dating because yeah. the the lines have got blurred definitely along the line where it's like, oh babe, but we're like we're together, so we don't need to. And yeah, it's yeah. like I think that hasn't always benefited us, but oh, yeah. in terms of being together and just getting stuff done. Like, I think we've always done that really well. And even like being in the choir, like he's the MD and yeah. the drummer and I'm one of the singers. And so the, it's all just a bit, it all overlaps and crosses, but like around the choir, we're just not joined at the hip. Like we're really chill. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, if we're going to dinner, 
this is no offence to anyone that's like that, but yeah. I don't need to sit next to him yeah, and say, yeah, do yeah, thing. Yeah. I'll do my thing. And then other times I'm like, babe, come, like, be with me. <laughs> and then, but then even you grow, because like, even being on a six-week tour together, I'd never toured with Chris like that. Okay. And I was pregnant and I didn't realise it. And so that was a whole experience where we grew. I think you just figure out as you go along. Mm. Like, when it comes to marriage, there's just so much I have to say about that. And then being in the industry, we're still figuring it out, especially now with Talia. Yeah. I don't have all the answers, bro. I honestly don't. I wish I did. <laughs> I well, no, I don't to... wish I did. Like, um, we it's figure it out as we go, and it's yeah, all yeah. a journey. Like, even the Gabriel tour, how we're navigating that, he's going to be with me. We're still figuring out all the moving parts, but yeah. I know we'll get through it. It'll be yeah, fine. definitely. And I feel like when I see you guys together, especially, like, when you're doing, like, a lot of stuff together, even, like, when you've done concerts and he's, like, MD and stuff, and, like, how... How you guys work together is amazing to see. I don't know how it is when you do rehearsals and all them kind of things. <laughs> but it looks amazing. And it, it, I, can, I can imagine someone seeing you and being like, and I've heard it on the, the podcast which we've come to, where people are like, oh, relationship goals and da 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 da, da and all mm. these kind of things. So I can imagine that. I can see. I can see. When you look at it from the house, you're like, yo, this looks... Let me, I can imagine like ladies saying, oh, let me find a, a drummer or a bass player and, and, and I can sing. <laughs> and some guys say, let me find a singer that we can. So yeah, I, I definitely get that. But you talked about the Gabrielle tour being kind of postponed. And I want to kind of delve into a little bit of how did COVID-19 affect, you know, your plans like career-wise and then how did it affect your family? Because obviously we ain't even gotten to the fact that you had a baby during the mm -hmm. pandemic. But how did it affect you? Um, yeah, that, that was hard. Mm. It was, I unfortunately lost two people in my family. Yeah. Um, 24 hours apart. And that was probably the hardest, my, one of my hardest experiences with grief that I've ever had in my whole life. They were mm. like, it wasn't like, you know, a distant, it doesn't make it, it makes it easier when it's someone that's not so close to you. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. feel bad and you have condolences, but when it's actually your closest, your nearest and dearest, yeah, yeah, yeah. that's tough. And I was pregnant. And so I learned that I'm actually very strong, but I also learned like what I need in those moments. Like social media don't see me. Mm. I'm all about family. I'm all about the people that are closest to me and I'm very protective of my space. And so... Navigating that was challenging, but again, we got through it. Mm. In terms of my career, yeah, I mean, I kind of had told myself that there's going to be a pause because I'm having a baby. Yeah. Like, even now, some stuff comes through for Kingdom Choir and I'm like, baby, you on that gig? Yeah, I'm cool, I'm not doing it. You, you go, see ya. <laughs> I'm, I'm fine with it. I'm like, I've got a baby and she needs me and I'm going to be there. And man like, we're just kind of managing how that looks, but mm. I'm okay with pausing. So in terms of my career, it definitely did stop. I had a project I had that I wanted to come out that I was literally about to record, do like a little life thing. Mm. That stopped. But on the whole, that period for me was just about survival and getting this baby out that she didn't feel some of the grief I was feeling. Mm. I was like, well, she's going to come out, not be as joyful. But God's just so good because she's a little joyful and mm. we got through it. I hope I've answered the question. Like, it it yeah, was yeah. such a full on time, but yeah. God. And family and laughter. Mm. Guys, laugh, man. Laugh, laugh, laugh till you cry, till your stomach hurt. Like, when I think about the people I lost, there was so much tears, but yeah. there was so much laughter yeah, and just yeah, so yeah, much yeah. joy and pictures upon pictures and videos and memories. And so that period of time, I don't sit and think, oh, my gosh, that was just... It was so hard, but it was also so beautiful mm. because 
you know the measure of your connection with someone by the grief you felt. It just means you loved well. Mm. And that is, that is life. Yeah, definitely. So, yeah. How much was a blessing having Talia ah, during that time? She was just everything our family needed. Like, we, you know, Chris and I did want to have children at that time. And I'm so thankful that it happened. But God knows what you need when you need it. Mm -hmm. And I think the biggest lesson for me through COVID-19 was that joy and deep immense of sadness and great big amounts of joy can all coexist at the same time mm. that's the biggest thing and i don't think i'd ever really thought about that how much you can navigate life mm. with those two completely separate feelings because when she came the like you couldn't be sad because it was just like and i had the most amazing birth and it, even through the fact that chris could only come when i was at a certain level yeah, i had to go yeah. in on my own but through it all I, you know, I had a great experience. I mean, I'm not going to lie, it was painful, but... <laughs> of course it was painful. <laughs> but I had a beautiful water birth, and it was just... I don't look back on it with, mm. like, oh, my gosh, that... It was... It's a beautiful period. It was a beautiful time amongst a global pandemic. No one can't tell me nothing. I'm a super <laughs> That's where I would pick up myself. Don't tell me nothing. I'm sorry. The switch up I'm sorry. There. I actually have to be honest. Nah, don't tell me nothing. Up, the <laughs> switch up, The switch up there. Pregnant lost people that mean a lot, had a baby, then raised that baby in a global pandemic when you can't really go out. Nah, 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 nah. The switch up was too sweet. She said, no. <laughs> That's why I write songs like that with women. Women are amazing. Give us our flowers, yeah? Sorry. Men are too. I love, I, I, I was raised by a great man. I'm married to a great man. But women, guys, we are super women. We are. We are, sorry. <laughs> to switch up, call me up, guys. You just went, nah, man. <laughs> put some she said, nah, she I remember nah. saying to Chris, Chris, put some respect on my name. Like, when he saw me give birth, he was like, sure, honestly, my, I loved you before, but my respect levels are just, yeah. <laughs> He's like, I have so much respect for you. I'm like, thanks, babes. Oh, my gosh, he's different. <laughs> um, how have you found adjusting, you know, not so much tour life, mum life? Mm-hmm wife life in terms of like being away from being on tour and kind of being in the home how have you adjusted to that mm, i don't think i realized like we say oh i prepared we were ready for this i don't think anyone's really ready no. for the sacrifice that is required when you have a child like i thought i was like now that i'm actually getting back into my artistry i'm preparing to go on tour i'm working on projects like the juggle is real and I do spend a lot of time feeling overwhelmed and I have to manage that feeling because mm. I'm just like, how am I going to, like, I love being with my daughter. I love being with her and I'm very blessed to like be with her. Like she's not currently in any nursery, like she's with mm. me pretty much all the time. But when I do have to go out and work and it's like busy period, I'm, I'm just like, how am I going to do that? I always get through it, but it's, again, I'm figuring it out. Like, yeah. but we're getting through it and we're taking it one day. Sometimes you take things one hour at a time. But I'm not going to lie, I've definitely felt moments of feeling overwhelmed. It's mm. surely overwhelming. From, like, now she sleeps and she's no longer breastfeeding, but that period where she wasn't sleeping and I'm breastfeeding, I just like, someone help me. This is overwhelming. It's a lot. It is a lot. It's so beautiful, but I don't think I've experienced anything as hard as motherhood. Mm. By the end of the day, bro, I'm like... <laughs> <laughs> Literally, me and my sister, we love, like, we're like, honestly, this little girl, 
she it takes a lot of energy to look yeah, after. Yeah. When Chris looks after, he's just like, I don't know how you do it every single day. Like, I don't know. Because he, he works and yeah. I'm mainly with her. And I do work also, but it's mainly him. I would say. And I'm fine with it. But it is tiring. Never have I known such a hard job. But the rewards, like, I've heard people say this before. I've heard other people say it, but it's the truth. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. hardest, but best job in the world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely. Definitely. I'm... <laughs> it's tiring, but boy, when you gotta get, when you, especially when you see them grow and develop. Yeah. Um, for me personally, it's always harder on the mum. That's my personal opinion. Going through it, because us as us as fathers, we can kind of blag our way through the day. Like we can blag our way through the day. <laughs> But mothers, you have to be on point. Like the baby wants you, especially especially when you you you're feeding the baby. Mm-hmm. And the baby's only feeding from you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One hundred percent. It don't matter. It don't matter. I could have everything that the baby wanted, but if that baby wants you, the mother, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's done. Um, and going on to speaking about motherhood, three months podcast. Ah. Oh, I just love listening to Three Months Podcast, you know. It's just... Really? I love it. I absolutely <laughs> love it. Like, the reason why I started listening to it is because I was doing research, trying to find out more about you and X, Y, and Z. Um, but then I started listening to it, and I ended up watching, like, four, five episodes back to back. Oh, that's very cool. And I was like, yo, this is, like... <laughs> this is good, because obviously it gives a different perspective. Why um, did you guys start that podcast? Like, how did you guys come together? Um, I've seen the first episode, so I can understand... Oh, they were talking about why they wanted to do but you tell us how it came about and why it started. Okay, so it's very new. It's yeah. only been going for three months. So sometimes we have to remind ourselves, like, guys, because we've got all these things we want to happen with it. <laughs> and it's like, it's been three months. But obviously, I'm, I'm Natalie's my sister, yeah, like, yeah. real sister. Not just sis, blood, same parents. And her husband is Anthea, the other lady, their brother and yeah, sister. Yeah. So that's her sister-in-law. And I just, my sister and I had an event called Perfect that we started a few years ago. We oh. just had the desire to just share more. Like, I love sharing what I share in my songs, but mm. I just feel like I have so much more that I want to talk about. Things that I want to share. Yeah. And there's a load of podcasts out there, and I just wanted to do it in the way that we do it. Like, mm. respectfully and tastefully mm. and talk about stuff that we want to talk about and real talk so it's like one of our rules if we can't talk about it authentically and honestly then we won't talk about it because yeah. our little strap line is open honest and free yeah. so yeah we just had a desire to do something like that and Anthea was like I know you and your sister have your thing but like is there any chance I we could do something together I don't want to jump in on your lot's thing but yeah. I've got an idea like I kind of and my sister's brain her creative brain is nuts like you tell her a little idea or I show her a picture I remember Anthea showed her a picture of these two mums mm. and my sister just came up with the whole concept of free mums and the we all love fashion so the fashion element yeah. and I think we just want to add value like we all do it for different reasons. Anthea loves it. She's a full-time mum of three, so it's really something for her to do for her. Mm. And you need that. Me and Nat, Nat is obviously a, um, a hairstylist, and I have what I'm doing. So mm. for us, it's like we're managing it amongst the other things. But it's for us, but it's really we want to inspire and encourage other women. And mm. there are women who don't have sisters, and they mm. don't have community like that. So for us, the whole goal was we want to put on film our girls' nights. Because when we would be out chatting and having fun, we'd be like, this is a podcast. Why don't we start? We would say this all the time. This is a podcast. And we just got sick of saying it. Just start one, innit? But it's definitely a lot harder than, than we realise. The time mm. and effort. <laughs> I'm sure you understand that goes into 
having a, a whole new brand, mm. recording, planning it, it's a lot. I'm not going to lie. But I think it's worth it and we're going to keep going on with it and keep building. And yeah, I really do enjoy sharing more of myself mm. and encouraging and uplifting people. Love it. Nah, I do. I, 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 there's not much more I can say on it. One thing that Natalie did say to you is about being, or she gave advice about being intentional. Um, I think it was episode nine. Don't quote me on that. Um, and in terms of user creative, be more intentional with your time and coming out of you know this lockdown and, and, and COVID and, and moving into more of a, a new normal. Do you feel like you're you're starting to be more intentional with your time in terms of putting it into what you love to do in the stage or songwriting and stuff like that? I think I am being more intentional, but I think because all of this happened whilst becoming a new mum, mm. I can't really use that line anymore. That used to be my line. Yeah. I'm a new mum, though. She's like over a year old. Yeah, it's but it's gone. It's gone. <laughs> but um, I've, I've let go of the word balance mm. and I'm, I'm embracing my rhythm. And our, mine, Chris, and Tay, our rhythm will change depending on the season we're in. And that's really freed me up because. Yeah. At one stage, I was like, I just need to find back. I feel so imbalanced. I haven't worked out this week. I just, everything that pre-baby Charlene did, it was all so structured. It was, I, this is my time. When you have a kid, that it just you just have to go with the flow. Mm. Some weeks I work out once, some days, some weeks I get three. And it, does, it just, she has to come first. Yeah. Mum guilt is real, because then sometimes you're doing stuff and you're figuring it out. Forget balance, rhythm. Mm. Yeah, There's yeah. the answer. No, I like that. that. So... These next 12 months for you, what do you expect from yourself? Hmm. What do I expect from myself? I'm really sorry for the long, the no, long no, pause, but I'm just really thinking, like, I know the things I want to achieve that mm. I've set in place. Um, I want to release more music. Mm -hmm. um, I would really love to do an album. I've done two EPs. I'd really, really love to do an album over the next 12 to 18 months. Mm. Um, but I just, I think first and foremost, I want my family to just com continue to evolve and be good. Like, mm. I, you've, you've, I'm having this chat with you at such a crucial time in my life. Mm. Personally, um, I'm about going into too much detail. Like, my husband and I both have so many things we want to do. And mm. we're just, we're figuring stuff out in real time <laughs> and so I can't exactly give you all the answers yeah, yeah, yeah. but I want to continue to like stay close to my father in heaven mm. and because he just knows best like I don't know nothing like and I always say this thing no one really knows what they're doing like, yeah. I don't I'm, I'm figuring it out I'm always figuring it out but it's so good to have the peace of God and have mm. his guidance. And when you invite him in, he'll speak to you and he'll mm. lead you. And you'll feel the, for me, it's all about the green light, the red light. Like I feel, whenever God doesn't want me to do something, he makes it very clear. And mm. that's the beauty about relationship with God. Because some things it's like, God, is this what you want? And he's like, it's actually up to you. Mm. Like they're both good options. What do you want? And I love that about relationship with God. So I want to stay connected to him. I want to continue being there for my beautiful daughter. These are very crucial years. Every year is crucial, mm. but she's a baby. She needs me. I want to be there as much as possible, but I still want to do me and I'm not going to apologize for it. Like, I don't want to just um, stop all my career and yeah. I want to manage it. But at the same time, she needs to be my first priority. Mm. Yeah, I want my husband and I to continue to grow strong, 
growing our friendship and I want to keep impacting people's lives. Mm. Until the day I die. <laughs> there we go. That's what I want to do. My last question to you. With where you're at in life right now, what encouragement would you give to yourself? Be easy on yourself, Shah. And don't be so self-critical. You're doing good. And yeah, take time to breathe, take time to stop and smell the roses. Don't be in such a hurry all the time. Take time to pause and just sit in it and just chill and try to relax. I don't think I always do that enough. That's, what, that's the advice I'd give myself. Celebrate your wins and be un unapologetic for it. Because sometimes it can come across bossy, but it's like, mm. no, no. At this moment in time, we need to celebrate our wins because we've all been through a lot. But yeah, be easy on yourself, Shaz. You're doing good. That's what I would say to myself. This is amazing. Thank this you for great. having me. No, it was great. I think a lot of people are going to like really enjoy this. I hope so. No, honestly, definitely. This has been the amazing Charlene Lee. Make sure you go support Three Months Podcast as well. This has been Conversation H. I'm working on more content for you.